0: To an Extra Shot episode on the Project Zion podcast, a shorter episode that lets you get your Project Zion fix in between our full-length episodes. It might be shorter time-wise, but hopefully not in content.
1: So regardless of the temperature at which you prefer your caffeine, sit back and enjoy this Extra Shot.
0: Joe, where we explore restoration history from a Community of Christ perspective. Today, we're going to visit a bit about the Community of Christ Historic Sites bus tours. Now, I will be upfront on this. I have never been on one of these uh, bus trips, and I've often wondered, well, honestly, I've wondered why would people do that? So I thought perhaps I should learn a little bit more about them. And so today we have a couple of guests to help us to do that. Um, Today, Barbara Walden, who is the Executive Director of Community of Christ Historic Sites Foundation, and Peter Smith, who is a board member of the same organization, have joined us. So greetings to you both.
2: It's good to be here.
0: Really happy to have you. So, Barb, you've been a guest on Cup of Joe previously, and we've talked about some radical women of the Restoration, but in case our listeners haven't yet downloaded that episode, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what your role with the Historic Sites entails? What exactly do you do?
1: I'd be happy to, and it's great to reunite with you again uh, for, a, for a cup of joe. Uh, as you mentioned, my name's Barb Walden, and I serve as the Executive Director for the Historic Sites Foundation. Uh, I came to the Historic Sites Foundation through church history where for seven years I served as the site director at the Kirtland Temple, which was truly my dream job. I loved every bit of it, Uh, but as my husband took a job in Kentucky and they wouldn't allow me to move the Kirtland Temple with me to Kentucky, uh, another opportunity opened up in sharing church history as the director of the Historic Sites Foundation, and I've been doing that since 2009. I have to say, a highlight of what I do at the Historic Sites Foundation is riding along with Peter Smith on these bus tours. Uh, they always create wonderful memories and a number of personal relationships with the, the guests that we travel along with.
0: Well, Peter, that's kind of uh, a nice handoff to you, and I have to ask you, so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up on these uh, bus trips and on the board of the Historic Sites Foundation.
2: Well, it's kind of interesting. I've been living in uh, Florida for almost 11 years now with my husband, Mark, and um, we took it upon ourselves. We were asked to direct the Florida Winter Reunion at Deer Haven Campground. And I can't remember if it was the the first year we directed it or if we had met Barb before, but uh, Barb came as a guest from the historic sites foundation and and um we hit it off not only as friends but uh, I rediscovered a fascination with church history, which was something that had drawn me into the church uh, when I was eighteen years old and um so I think she sensed in me a desire to learn more and um, and a passion for leading worship, leading ministry the first thing that happened was she invited me to, uh, to come on one of the bus tours and be, she, I think she called it the bus pastor or uh, something like that. And I was thrilled with the uh, invitation and of course said, yes, I think that was 2013 was my first uh, bus tour. So that, uh, that passion turned into reality. And I'm trying to remember, I do believe that uh, we did two in a row and it was after the second one that you might've asked me, Barb uh, had submitted my name as a potential board member on the historic sites foundation uh that's uh how i got to here and and our relationship uh as as boards and i'm not even sure how to say it um colleagues as colleagues together has grown Mm -hmm. and our friendship has grown as well so it's been a good been a good experience so far
1: Peter and I shared an experience at the historic sites before we ever knew each other. Um, My last year in Kirtland as the site director there, there was a worship service in the lower court of the temple that was a part of the gala reunion or the annual gathering for gala. And Peter was in attendance there, and I was sitting in on the service, and it was one of the most powerful worship services I'd ever experienced at the Kirtland Temple. And it wasn't until years later that I got to hear Peter's side of that story, and how it was so impactful for him as well. So I think we've even had shared experiences before we knew each other, um, shared experiences at the historic sites.
0: That has deepened with this uh, bus trip relationship. So um, you had invited Peter on the bus trip, and that's how his participation started. But how did the bus trips start? I mean, the Historic Sites Foundation does a lot of things, but when did the bus trip? idea begin to take shape?
1: Well, I'd like to think that it began with uh, Steely and Verta Bryant, uh, a couple who had a passion for church history and who also acted as volunteers and storytellers at the historic sites. Uh, their great-grandson, Kevin Bryant, who has inherited their gift for storytelling, has done quite a bit of research on Steely and Verda Bryant and their tour company. They had a tour company called re Dassa, which if you spell that out, it's R-E-L-A-D-A-S-A, so it plays off of the R-L-D-S name. Uh, the re Dasa tours began in the 70s, and they ran through the mid-90s, and these two uh, would gather church groups and tour them all over the historic sites, sharing stories along the way, but they also branched out to international tours heading to the Holy Land and throughout Europe. Uh, those two were just on fire when it came to preserving church history. So I would like to think that the bus tour tradition really began with Steely and Verda Bryant in the 1970s. So in many ways, as we head out on the road doing bus tours today, it's a tip of the hat to the Bryants and that Rayla Dasa tours. Uh, it was years later in the the 90s, that uh, David Edinger, when he acted as director for Restoration Trail Foundation, which later became the Community of Christ Historic Sites Foundation, he was leading tours as the director then, and then we stopped for about 10 to 15 years, and then it was David as a board member who trained me how to be a tour director, and our first tour was in 2011. Uh, which was a really great learning experience because it seems as though anything that could possibly go wrong by accident happened on that tour. It was the 10-day tour, and I I think it rained, torrential rains, for eight days out of those 10 days. Uh, We had someone with an allergic reaction that needed to go to the hospital, another one who I had a medical seemed like along the way, there were all of these, no matter how well you planned, accidents that'll happen, and really one of the greatest training experiences I've ever had with David, Uh, and then he handed it off to me in 2012, and then Peter came along in 2013 to do the Sing the Sacred Story tour, and then it's just continued on from there. It seems like each year we've had a new theme and a new audience and really breathes life into church history.
0: So, Peter, who goes on Historic Sites bus tours? Now, you talked about why you went the first time. You had a connection with Barb through a reunion, and, and so it kind of re, um, re-sparked an interest for you. But who, who do you encounter on these, on these tours?
2: Well, the majority of people that I've experienced on the bus tours, for the most part, have been retirees at this point. A lot of them have a passion for church history. Um, However, some of them are are newbies to it and are actually sometimes their first-time visitors to some of these sites that maybe they've heard about their entire lives and have never uh, experienced them um also people who uh maybe joined the church later in life and and heard stories about these places heard testimonies about them, but um never got to experience them uh, by, uh for themselves so it's it's quite a mixture of 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 reasons i think people come, but it all kind of stems to this um a, a great interest in the story of the church and um and most people um i do believe that we've had on them uh, have had that experience of being taught a certain, a certain story of the church. And so they go to these places with expectations, what they'll see there. And, and that's the beauty of it is, is Barb is such a wonderful, uh, not only storyteller, but, but educator and teacher that, that she really opens people's eyes and minds and hearts to, to what, I want to say what really happened in these places and, and it becomes very real. And so, this, uh, in spite of whatever people's reasons are for coming on these trips, they they truly seem to have not only uh, I would say mind or head experiences, but they have heart experiences and and emotional experiences on this trip on this trip as well.
0: So, Peter, you touched on something that's really interesting um, to me, and so Barbara, I'm going to ask you to expand a little bit on that. If we have been um, with Community of Christ for um, even a short period of time, we've heard stories of the history of the church, but if we've grown up in the church, the stories that we heard might be um, a little different. I think, Peter, you put it very nicely. <laughs> what what really happened might be a little bit different than what we were told happened, or maybe we've romanticized, and I don't mean in a, a hearts and flowers kind of way, but in the life of the church, we've idealized history of the church and sanitized it in some ways, um, which is one of the reasons we do the Cup of Joe interviews, because it's really helpful to broaden people's understanding and recognize that even with our flaws and failures, we still are a a people that responds to God's call. So how do you kind of decide what the content is going to be on your tour
1: Well, when it comes to the themes of the tours or the subject matter, a lot of it depends on uh, what the audience is calling for. So as I'm traveling the country doing reunions and retreats and leading classes, uh, you find that there are certain themes that that rise up. And uh, with the church history, it seems there's so much yet to cover that I think we could do tours every year for 100 years because there's so much of the story that's out there that's being discovered in archives and in family journals Um, when it comes to the specifics i think there are certain things that people grow to expect Uh, on a church history tour they're expecting to go to the kirtland temple and hear about kirtland and nauvoo history they want to walk the sacred grove and it's when you're on these tours you're devoting so much of your time both peter and i and our guests. To learning church history, that a lot of times because you set aside that time, those ten days or those two weeks, you can really uh, dissect the history and spend time with people as they're processing how the story that they were raised with, that they heard from their Sunday school teachers and their grandmothers, isn't matching up to the stories that they're finding in the church archives or that historians are uncovering. My personal experience was just that; it was devastating. When I discovered that the, the stories that my grandmother read to me from my Nesmith Davis's "The Story of the Church" wasn't matching up to what Alma Blair was telling me as a young adult intern in Nauvoo, and it was devastating. Uh, it takes time to process that, and I think on a bus tour, having uh, the pastoral care of someone hearing one wonderful gift that peter brings to the tour is that pastoral care so as people are struggling he has a great listening ear he's able to spend the time with them that they need uh, and so i think with he and i as a team i can bring the church history and my own experience of struggling with that church history years ago while peter can bring in the the pastoral care and the comfort that that folks need when they're struggling as so often our faith and our history are intertwined. Um, and and I think on the tours this is where we can break that down in a healthy way that involves a lot of discussion and relationships with other guests. They're not alone. So
0: I think that um... – The part of what I hear you talking about, Barb, is this kind of transformational experience that people go through where history is a set of facts that maybe they've incorporated into how they understand their own relationship with the church and their own faith. But going through and learning that some of that might be different than what they inspected can be a little ground shaking. And so there needs to be that um, sensitivity to people and where they are and what's happening, not just in the story of the church, but I would assume that there's some transformation that takes place just from being in community for the 10 to 14 days on a bus tour and in relationship together for that amount of time. So, Peter, your tour was 2013, your first one, and so you've done this for some time. How have these trips kind of shaped your discipleship in this experience of community together?
2: Well, I would say, um, first of all, we, we, we quite often call these bus trips a reunion on wheels and, um, it definitely feels like that by in the by the middle of it or even at the end. You feel like you've spent a week at reunion and, and hate to say goodbye. We also joke sometimes that what happens on the bus stays on the bus and uh, have, have had some, have had some uh, fun experiences that continue to make us laugh as we look back. For, for me, starting in 2013, which of course was the year the U.S. had its national conference, I uh, I went on that bus trip a little hesitant, uh, worried about my uh, I guess preordained thoughts of what people who might enjoy church history, where they might be on the spectrum of how they felt about where the church was at today, and and so I was real hesitant about that part more than anything. And I my my mom had a health emergency while we were on the bus trip, and um. In the somewhere in the middle, I shared my story about who I was. Um, that that Mark at that time was my partner, not my husband. And I I shared wow. very openly about my life. And in the midst of that, shared that my mom was they had found a a growth, and and um, we didn't know if it was cancer or not and the bus just embraced me, um, in that moment. They embraced my, my mother. They embraced me for who I was. And it was really a a transformative, transformative moment for me to realize these people who two thirds of were strangers when we first got on the bus, um, had suddenly opened their hearts to me after I had told them that I was gay. And, um, and that didn't change anything. In fact, uh, it endeared me to them more because I was being honest with them. So as the years have gone on, I've been able to become more and more authentically myself on these trips. I, I, I enter into them confident now that that part of my life is just uh, is just going to be a part of how this goes. And without fail, I've been on five Five bus trips, six of you include going to England, I believe. Oh, is that right? Or maybe, anyhow, um, every one of them have been, Have I've grown closer to, uh, I've grown more to love the church more, to love my fellow church members more. I've grown to love church history more and how it still speaks to us today. And um, I, just, I just look forward to it, uh, not for what I can give, but mostly for what I receive out of the trip.
0: So, Peter, I have um, dear colleagues and friends um, who went on that 2013 bus trip with you and shared their own transformational experience out of that. So, thanks for sharing that. So, Barb, when you think about it and you're planning these, what's your greatest hope? Each time you get a theme, you get a you get the registrations. You're planning to get ready to go. What do you do? You have like a? I really hope this shares whatever, or do you think? in those terms or are you just crossing your fingers that nobody has appendicitis on the way? What does, what happens?
1: (laughs) That is a, a thought that does occur to you. There's the administrative part of you that wants to make sure we arrive at our destinations on time and there's no issues at the hotels and the bus doesn't break down on us. You know, there's always those concerns, but in the end, my goal is to turn everyone on that tour into church history fans Uh, to make church history enthusiasts out of them and for them to be able to naturally see the lessons in our shared story. That's really the end goal.
0: So the story element of this really is critical, right? It's our shared um, faith story. And you referenced the Bryants and their um, contribution to to starting this. And when you spoke of them, you said they were really storytellers and that they Mm -hmm. um, shared that tradition uh with their children so let's shift a little bit into storytelling mode so what i'm what i'm interested in hearing from each of you are what's your favorite part of the trip what's your favorite stop your favorite hotel your favorite place to eat whatever it may be what's your very favorite part of the trip peter what you want to start
2: well how do you pick <laughs> how do you choose i i would say um uh, uh, two things I would say, uh, the Kirtland temple, of course, I look forward to that every, every opportunity I can be, there is a good experience and, and I've had the pleasure and, and the blessing of of being able to provide ministry, uh, uh, leading communion services every time we've had a bus trip. And there's, there's something just, uh, transformational having, uh, receiving communion in the Kirtland temple. And, and of course, singing the spirit of God, like a fire is burning in that space. Also, for me, um, going to the, the Sacred Grove in Palmyra, which is a Mormon site, they're the ones that, that run that site, uh, still is, is, is a transformational experience to walk through that woods. And, and, you know, of course, we don't know exactly where anything happened and how it happened. But at the same time, it is a woods where, uh, or a forest, whatever you want to call it, it is a place where you can uh, truly, there are benches, uh, there are places to stop we at we, the beauty of traveling in the fall is of course the 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 forest is the leaves are changing color and it just it takes my breath away every time we've been there and I've encouraged people um, we usually have a devotion before we enter the sacred grove and I've encouraged people to to uh, go there with the heart of a seeker go there with the heart of someone who who is looking for answers to questions um, as we think about Joseph Smith Jr. entering that grove with questions of his own, that it's a place where we can all go to find answers and, and it's truly a place of pilgrimage. And, and so it, it means a lot to me. As far as food goes, uh, Nauvoo is at the hotel Nauvoo, Barb, that I love so much. Yes. They have a wonderful yes. buffet there, and uh, home cooked food. It's the best uh, best food on the whole trip. And and when we don't get to go, like I think the last trip we were unable to have the buffet there, it was entirely disappointing.
0: I have been to I have been to the, been to the uh, Hotel Nauvoo for that buffet, so I would agree with you on that. One. <laughs> so Barb, what about you? What's your favorites from the trip?
1: I really cannot answer that question, uh, especially listening to Peter's answers. Uh, he's absolutely right. I mean, there's nothing like a communion service in the Kirtland Temple. There's nothing like a sunset on the Mississippi River in Nauvoo or uh, sharing in a hymn festival in the upper room of the Red Brick Store that shares the story of Emma Smith. Uh, nothing like walking through the sacred grove in in the fall and seeing that glorious fall foliage. So the church history sites are certainly a favorite, but then there's visiting with the congregations. We go to five or six congregations throughout these tours who host us in a delicious dinner. But then after dinner, there's usually a program where they share the story of their unique congregation. Uh, So you're learning about people and you're learning about the diversity of community of Christ. And it's fascinating. And then each tour always includes sites that aren't directly connected to Community of Christ history, but there is a connection. And I think about going to the Shaker historic sites and learning about the Shaker connection and Jesse Gauze to uh, the early church history and getting people out there to learn a Shaker dance and actually doing the Shaker dance in a Shaker meeting house. I think about that one tour that we did, well, two tours called uh, For Everyone Born, where we looked at... Uh, women in church history and we went to the Women's Rights Museum in Seneca Falls where uh, it was the birthplace of the women's rights movement here in the United States and connecting that to church history or learning about African Americans in church history. The, The evening music program at a plantation there in Williamsburg hosted us for Uh, a program where we sang and we danced there at the plantation. And to do that with the interpreters there who were so talented in that evening, along with our tour guests who we'd been with for about a week at that point, was a very special experience. And then that was followed by a visit to the Underground Railroad Museum. So it's moments like that in between the destinations where we learn about The Diverse History of Community of Christ, as we're heading to a museum that's going to focus on the larger context of uh, that heritage, is really a highlight. So I can't answer the question because there's so many awesome things we get to do um, that each tour, I think, this is my favorite tour. And then the next one comes along and I think, nope, this is my favorite tour. uh, It's the love of church history that keeps you going on the road.
0: Well, I love the fact that you connect it to the greater context of American history and what was going on since this was Frontier America when we start exploring our history. And it does help us understand um, more broadly who, who we are and who we were and how we developed into the faith community of which we're a part now. So we got kind of our favorites out of you both. So now I just want a couple of maybe easy questions. So first off. What's the most common thing people ask you? The most common Where's question. The restroom? Where's the restroom?
2: <laughs> when are we stopping at the next restroom?
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah. let me re-
0: let me rephrase the question. What's the most <laughs> common common thing about church history that people ask?
1: Uh, the the one question we can count on every year is the polygamy question, and it usually pops up uh, in a class that we lead on the way to Nauvoo, where we're talking about. Uh, the origins of the Nauvoo community and the nitty gritty of the theology and lifestyle practices happening in Nauvoo. Uh, Typically that polygamy question will come up. And then there's always detail questions that folks ask during the classes uh, when they want to get a deeper look or perspective in church history. What I find fascinating is often the, the best questions that everybody on the tour is wondering about, but they're afraid to ask are the questions where someone will pull you aside say at the sacred grove and say, I understand there were multiple accounts of the first vision. What can you tell me about that? Or that again, the polygamy question Nabu is usually someone who will pull me aside and say, I've been hearing this. What do you think is the honest history on this subject? Um, you can usually count on that every year and, and it's good. We want to create an environment where people can ask those tough questions.
0: Um, so what's the weirdest thing? you've been asked like did the most off the wall where'd that come from kind of question
1: i was once asked uh not on a bus tour but on a tour of the kirtland temple if there was ever a ninja in the kirtland temple i've never been asked that before okay so you you never know what questions you're gonna get you can never fully prepare what do you think peter what are some of the strangest questions you've been asked
2: you know i i'm not coming up with questions like that and i think part of it is because of my my role on the bus trip is different than than barb's um i am I, i'm quite uh pointed at the beginning that she's the history ex- expert and i i can hardly remember my own name most of most days and so uh people don't ask me a lot of the history questions and if they do i think i direct them toward toward barb sorry barb <laughs> um <laughs> and, yeah so so I, uh, I don't get a lot of questions like that. I, uh, my time is more spent um, interacting with people and, and talking about where they're at now and um, getting to know them, uh, sharing about their lives, sharing about my life. Uh, I, I'm, I'm someone who loves to laugh, so, uh, of course, we'll have a lot of laughter. And uh, so it, it's, just a, it's, it's a different experience for me uh, from, from, from the role that I play on the bus.
0: And it speaks to the kind of teamwork that the two of you uh, do together. So we've just through the conversation kind of answered some of my kind of very specific questions, like how long are the bus tours? Ten days to two weeks, it sounds like. In the fall, right, is when they um, take place, and
1: typically in.
0: So how does one go about, if they are interested in this, how do they go about finding out when the next tour is and if it's something that they would enjoy? How would they find that information?
1: Well, we always have information on our website about the the newest, latest uh, tour that's coming up. Contacting Peter and I, they certainly hear information about the bus tours. Uh, As I travel to different reunions and retreats, I always have flyers and reservation forms with me. They can also call the office for Community of Christ Historic Sites Foundation, and Wendy Eaton, who I believe you've had on a Project Zion podcast before, uh, she's there to send out reservation forms and to sign people up. So our upcoming tour is a Holy Land tour, and at World Conference we'll be promoting it, uh, giving people reservation forms, and answering questions about the itinerary. It's going to be probably the longest tour we've ever done, and reaching outside of the United States. Uh, it'll be a good adventure.
0: It sounds exciting. So if there are listeners who maybe have gotten the impression that they need to wait till they're retired to take a tour, would this be a family vacation kind of Would that? Would a historic tour work for that? If you had older kids who were uh, part of the community of Christ or, or is this something that you need to wait until you are retired to take?
1: We don't have any age requirements on this tour. We don't ID people as they're getting on the bus. I think it can certainly be suited for a family. Uh, We've had a teenager before on the the tour, and that all went well. We've had young adults on the tour.
0: So you've had uh, teenagers on the tour. You have people in their 80s on the tour. What if somebody had an idea for a tour? What if somebody had a whole group of young adults who wanted to do a tour? Um, Is there a place for people to share their ideas or inquiries about that?
1: Yes, we are very open to people's ideas and exploring possible topics and brainstorming on church history tours. In fact, our last tour in 2018 uh, was born in a grassroots movement of people who are interested in community. So Robert Cook and Andrew Bolton are utopian community enthusiasts, both historic Communities as well as contemporary communities. And they met with me and proposed the idea of a tour that was focused on communities. And they knew about four or five contemporary communities where people were living all things in common in variations. And we combined that with historic communities like the Shakers and the Harmonists. And, uh, and a one-day tour out of it, and it was awesome. That was an idea that I wouldn't have thought of on my own, so it was great to have both Andrew and Robert on the tour and helping me with the itinerary. The same is true with our 2017 tour that went to England and Wales. It was Peter Judd and Andrew Bolton who had a great idea, and they knew the history, they knew the places, and they knew the people of the congregation, so they were a huge help when it came to identifying an itinerary and destinations. So yes, we are very open to ideas that people have for specialty themed tours. Absolutely.
0: That's terrific. I have a number of um, specialty themed tours in my brain uh, right now. So I'll be Great. I'll be sharing those at a later date. So I'm excited that um, you did this bus trip to England. We're going to be interviewing here on Cup of Joe for Project Zion. We're going to interview Peter Judd. Um, about the history of the church in England and Wales. so this this is uh, wonderful so peter i 'm going to ask um, i 'm going to ask you if you if you were to issue an invitation to our listeners who maybe in the past hadn 't thought about taking a historic sites bus tour or even visiting the historic sites, what would you want to share with them
2: that 's a good question. Um first of all i could i could promise people they're going to have a, a, an amazing experience um whether their level of interest in church history is minimal or it's something that they're passionate about the trip itself is is is, belie- is unbelievably uh, um such a vacation of time together with with others like like i mentioned earlier about us calling it a reunion on wheels it truly is a time of 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 getting to know uh people today not only hearing stories of people in the past but getting to know people today uh, we get to experience uh transformative worship experiences at right as we're sitting in the pews and standing in the places where uh, uh church you know giants went came before us and it's uh it's it's just uh, an incredible experience to to be in those places and not only hear about the past, but to have new experiences, to actually be continuing the church story today in these uh, sacred uh, spaces. And not only that, but you can almost look at it as a an all-inclusive trip. It's something where most of the meals are covered in the trip. We only pay for a few meals on our, ones on our own. Mm-hmm um we are hand delivered by our bus driver to our hotel every night um i've been uh had the luck or had the had the joy of uh helping to unload people's luggage at night and by the end of the trip i know whose suitcases are whose and and uh, am able to basically hand them to them and say here's your here's your suitcase uh so there's there's just a whole great level of of community building and getting to know one another And and like, like we mentioned, uh, there's tons of laughter. Uh, we, we, uh, we always do a lot of singing on the bus. People who enjoy music uh, will have a good time. We watch videos. Sometimes they're history related. Sometimes uh, we've watched the music man. We've watched musicals on the bus and uh, because it connected with where we were, where we were going or where we were driving through. And uh, so it's, there's all sorts of entertainment happening. Uh, We traveled to uh, Niagara Falls. Uh, We went to Washington DC and had a whole day to walk around the national mall on our own. Uh, You know, there's, Whatever the wherever the trip is headed, uh, we have not only history related but present day uh, related activities that are just open to everyone. It's it's a great opportunity to have a to call it a vacation and not just a, a history trip.
0: Well, you make it sound very inviting, and I must say, between the singing and the worship and the food and, and all that that um, entails. So I'm hoping some of our listeners will make the decision to uh, investigate going on a church history tour. I want to thank uh, both of you, Barb Alden, Peter Smith, for sharing with us today about the Community of Christ Historic Sites Foundation bus trips. And for our listeners, if you'd like to know more about the um, Community of Christ Historic Sites Foundation, you can find Peter and Barb at historicsitesfoundation.org, or if you're more familiar with the Community of Christ website, you can go on there, click on Connect, and then Field Ministries, Services Teams, and Affiliates, and you will find them under that uh, menu as well. So any last thoughts before we sign off today, Barb, anything that you'd like to share before we close?
1: Well, a thought of appreciation. Thank you for inviting Peter and I to join you this afternoon to talk about the church history tours. It's really a highlight of what we do. It's an enjoyable benefit of Peter being on the board and myself serving as a a site director or (laughs) as an executive director um, here at the foundation. So, we warmly invite anyone to join us, whether it's on the Holy Land tour this fall or next year's tour, which we're still looking for themes. So, if anybody has any good ideas, please send them our way. But most importantly, thank you, Karen, and thank you to our friends from uh, Cup of Joe and Project Zion podcast for uh, sharing some time with us today. Thanks yes. so thank much.
2: you so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you to both of you. So, this has been Cup of Joe. I'm Karen Peter. Um, pack your suitcase and get on board for a historic sites bus tour. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to Project Zion podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher or whatever podcast streaming service you use, and while you are there, give us a five-star rating. Project Zion Podcast is sponsored by Latter-day Seeker Ministries of Community of Christ. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are of those speaking and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Latter-day Seeker Ministries or Community of Christ. The music has been graciously provided by Dave Hines.